0: Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean.
1: And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome into to the Gramlick and McLean podcast presented by Ingalls, the official supermarket of Gramlich and McLean. And today we are talking brawl, backyard brawl, pit and West Virginia, one of the best rivalries in college football, and we have a great guest to help us with it, Mac. He knows a lot about beating West Virginia. It's former hit right. quarterback Pat Bostick.
0: Come on, KG. Yeah, we had to go to the source here. The guy that just absolutely ruined West Virginia's chances mm. to go to a national championship. You love to see it, uh, thirteen to nine, I believe that yep. was. As I'm, and, and West that Virginia out was internet. ranked number
1: two in the country.
0: Yeah, great. So they were walking. You know, they to were, the, the They natty were going to be there. And uh Pitt said, Not so fast, my friend. And
1: when Pat was reminding us that Pitt was a twenty eight and a half point dog, I mean that that is crazy. And I, I said this to Pat in the interview, but that is literally what can happen in rivalry college football games. It's it's the perfect example of that. Right,
0: 100%. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, what you do know what's going to happen is every time you go to Ingles, you're going to have a good time. So yes, sir. you got to go there. Listen, it's a big tailgate weekend. Again, we have 13 games in the ACC going on this weekend. you got to get some stuff to get you piled through the day. You need that energy. KG, I know that you're all about the boards. You're all about the dips. Anything else on the schedule for this weekend?
1: I love a good charcuterie board, of course. And yes, this weekend is going to be another tailgate couch weekend um, for yes. your girl. So I love a charcuterie board, especially for a home tailgate, because you can just snack on it all day, which is beautiful. It just, you know, kind of brings you through from the noon to the 3.30 and onwards. So And they have such a good selection. This sounds really bougie, but they have a great selection of cheeses and other assorted um, you know, meats that you might need. Yep. there at Ingles. So check are them you, out. Are you
0: are you are you a big aged cheese girl? Is oh, that yes. your is that your vibe? Oh yes. Um,
1: <laughs> you know what I do like goat cheese.
0: I say, yeah, I saw that the last time you did goat it, cheese I saw is that. where
1: it's at. Goat yeah, cheese you know. is delish.
0: Sure. Yeah, you you can have all of that. Listen, I'm headed to Clemson this weekend, so you guys will see a recap of my Ingles visit there. We got to be primed and ready oh, yeah. all day long. So look out for social media; that'll be coming. Uh, but real quick, a message from our friends over at Ingles, and then we're gonna sit down with Pat Bostick.
2: It's time to discover the convenience and time savings of contact free pickup with Ingalls Curbside. Just visit shop.ingalls-markets.com
1: or download the app. And your Ingalls personal shopper gets to work with specialized training on how to select the freshest items for a pre-scheduled pickup. They'll even text you with updates. You pull up to a designated space and your personal shopper delivers your items right to your vehicle.
2: Fresh, fast, and affordable. It's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the
1: savings.
0: Pat Bostic, my man. Welcome back to the podcast, brother. You didn't have to get all dressed up for us, man. We appreciate it.
2: Hey, man, I am to please. I am to please. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, you do
0: that, man. You look fantastic. Uh, and again, appreciate you so much. Listen, it's a massive week, man. And I know for, for you guys, uh, probably a lot going on. So we appreciate you making time for us. But the Backyard Brawl, man, one of my absolute favorite weeks of college football. Just the intensity of it all. Uh, so before we jump into what that means, I want to jump back to, I believe it was your freshman year uh, where you guys just ruined everything for West Virginia. Uh, Number two in the country and you ripped their hearts out. Set up the stage, walk me through the game. I need all of it. I need all of it.
2: Yeah. So we, uh, we, we we limped down there, you know, coming off a big loss to uh, South Florida the week before we were 28 and a half point underdogs. Um, You know, and uh, obviously they had Pat White and Steve Slayton and Owen Schmidt and a great defense and the whole crowd. And they were booking their ticket to the, you know, the BCS championship game. And, um, you know, we were just, we had nothing to lose. And um, I can remember all week, you know, the stories from Coach Wanstead and Paul Dunn, our offensive line coach who played in it, you know, keep your helmet on on the sideline. You know, at old Mountaineer field, they'll throw stuff at you. Um, you know, be prepared for, you know, the eat you know what pit. Um and uh it started pregame and we got in a tussle pregame at midfield and I think right then and there they knew that we weren't just going to roll over and die. Um and uh, it was going to be a fight and just you know the sequence of events, you know our our guy Pat McAfee missed a couple kicks uh in that game and um I saw I saw him a couple years ago and he won't remember this but I said hey Pat like I I hear about this game a lot but you know, you're the Pat that had more to do with us winning than I did. Um but, uh, what did he
0: say? What did he say when you said that?
2: <laughs> uh, s- something that probably isn't appropriate for the podcast <laughs> right, so. right. um but um, no, I mean that that game you know certainly has ch- it changed my life. It changed our whole team's life, and um you know it's it's seldom that a game can be remembered by score and um, you know, we played a, a number of other games against them the next year on, on it used to be the Friday after Thanksgiving, so uh, a little earlier this year, but the blood's the same. It boils. Um, haven't been to Morgantown since 2011. It's a special place, and um, yeah, it's a special rivalry.
1: Oh, it definitely is, and that's such a great story. That's why we love college football, because a rival can yep. go into another rival's place and be a nearly 30-point underdog and win the game. That—that That is literally why we love this sport. So before we talk about this year's game, Pat, you have, you've been to Morgantown many times. I know you haven't been in, in a while. You've played in this rivalry. Your game, that game is obviously a crazy story, but give me some other just crazy stories that you've experienced or you've heard about this rivalry.
2: Yeah, I mean, I didn't add that, you know, our drive in. So we, you know, Pitt will always stay, you know, right on the border of Pennsylvania, which is, you know, another 20 or 30 minutes to Morgantown. Probably not, probably a smart move yeah. as I think about it. Um, and I just remember going in and, you know, we're getting down there. It's night game and we just, our bus just starts getting pelted with stuff you know, whole beer cans, um, just everything, man. And I'm like, wow, like this is, this is crazy. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Um, There were the stories about obviously, you know, having to wear your helmet on the side. This is that old Mountaineer field, which used to be in campus. Now they're, you know, off, they're off campus slightly. Um, You know, they're in in Pittsburgh. I mean, you know, we played them in Pittsburgh and, and that crowd's a little bit different because, you know, for, it's such a close road game for them they travel lot well to that game and i can recall the fan base is getting into it man we not a lot of pit fans travel down to morgantown but you know the west virginia fans have come up north and you know going through the parking lots and seeing literally like what looked to be rugby games um <laughs> oh gosh. you know and uh it's it's just that's uh that's what you get and um you know i think it, it spills throughout the other 364 days of the year mm-hmm. i mean there are families that are divided Um, you know, I'm in a guy's office right now, Crystal Salah, who's, you know, does all of our football ops and is the best in the business. He's a West Virginia grad. I I hate to put him on blast, but he's been at Pitt now for since 1996 or seven. Wow. And bleeds the other blue and gold now, but you know, so you have that type of stuff too. So it's, um, it's just, uh, it's 106 meetings, man. You just, you, you can't make up that kind of history.
0: I love that, man. How about again, just from the fan perspective I know you dove into it a little bit there but what why is the hatred what it is like is there any bit on that on you know I know the longevity of it as you said but I mean you guys legitimately do not like each other
2: no it's uh I, I probably has something to do with you know city school country school um you know I, I, you know some saying that you know Pitt's the obviously premier research school ACC school West Virginia's obviously got to go to the it goes into the Big 12 and doesn't get into the ACC, even though they wanted to. So there's, there's, <laughs> it's this, it's this haves and have-nots, you know, type of mentality, and I love it, man. There are a lot of people down there that I really like and respect, um, and uh, I, I think though it's just that dynamic has been, that dynamic has been in place for 106 meetings, and it's it's equally, uh, you know, intense on the basketball court as well. You know, it's in the pool, it's on soccer fields, it's it's everywhere. And, um, I mean, I, I play golf with guys that are West Virginia fans, and I don't want to lose to them. So it's, uh, it's just, um, it, it's that, the regionality of it. And I think the country versus city and, you know, that, that type of deal. And for so long, we were in the same league. So it came down to Big East championships and football and basketball and bragging rights, man. And I think, um, we see that all across the country. This one, you know, has a special flavor and, uh, I think people in this area, man, they love their football, so um, they get real happy when their squad wins, and and not too pleased when when you lose, especially when it's to the to the rival.
1: No doubt about it. And I don't know if there's a better rivalry game name than the Backyard Brawl. That just I think it sums it up perfectly. And I never truly realized how close Pitt and Morgantown were. I went and called a game at Morgantown a couple years ago, and I flew into Pittsburgh, and I'm like, oh, I get it now. This makes a ton of sense to me, um, Pat. Before we dive into the actual game. I just thought of this and I'm curious because you're someone who works in pit athletics. You raise a lot of money for Pitt; That's your role. How have um, donors and pit fans exactly reacted to this news of the ACC adding these West Coast schools and SMU? Have, do, have you seen any difference, any kind of feelings on that?
2: I, I, I was just having a text exchange with a donor that um, was throwing. when we joined the ACC in 2011, officially in 13. And is uh, equally thrilled about this addition and going out to the West Coast, particularly um, you know Stanford, Cal, and then obviously the, the Dallas Metro. Um, you know, there's a lot of football in that area. Obviously, Stanford and Cal are premier you know, athletic departments and programs. Not to mention, you know, world-class universities, and they've had success in football. it's it, it may not be right now. It wasn't too long ago that, that Jim Harbaugh had Stanford, you know, competing in the top ten, and Marshawn Lynch and Aaron Rodgers were running around at Cal Berkeley. So, um our fans are excited about it. Our fans are are thrilled with the strength of the ACC. They want to travel to these places. That was the appeal uh, of getting into the ACC in the first place. This just adds more to the to the to the forum. and I think for our for our players and athletes, man, it's the experiences they're going to get is um you can't put a price tag on that. You know, I played one game out west when I was here. We went to Utah. We lost the game, but I'd never been to Salt Lake and I haven't been back since. So, uh, but I'll remember that. It was a unique setting. And I know Cal Berkeley and SMU and, and Stanford are going to bring that to the table for our fans. And obviously, the, the men and women were the we're colors.
1: Yeah, for sure. So we'll, we'll see. I think that's kind of what Pat Narduzzi said to us as well when we talked to him about it. He was excited about the potential of a West Coast trip. So let's get into this game, Pat, because... Pitt, interesting start to the year, right? You have Wofford, you beat Wofford, and then the Cincinnati game was a real disappointment. You have every chance in the world to win it. With how, you know, how tough Pitt played, how how rough the offense looked, you had every chance in the world to win the game on that final drive. So you've been around the team, you know what's going on. How is this team feeling heading into, as we've talked about, this massive rivalry game?
2: Yeah, I I think they're angry, you know, frustrated, Um, disappointed, certainly in the performance. But you know, and, and you guys know this, when you walk into a film room the day after a game and you watch how poorly you played and you still had a chance to win the game, you can take a lot of positive on that. And I remember saying it on the broadcast, you know, late in the game, I'm like, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, how how are we in this game? Um, and defense shirt things up, started, you know, playing the run better. You know, Phil made a couple plays. The reality of it is it just got to be a lot cleaner if you're going to win, you know, ball games in the ACC and particularly in the passing game. And that starts in the protection phase, and then obviously Phil's got to put accurate throws on on open receivers. Because you know you look at the schedule for Pitt, and it's been you know at eleven straight Power Five games. This is number two of, of eleven, um, and it doesn't get any easier. And th- th- these aren't going to be games right. that are going to be twenty one seventeen, as much as Pat Narduzzi would love that. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know they, 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 they're going to they're going to play a tough defense, but they're also going to play Drake May and Jordan Travis and Sam Hartman. and you're not going to complete 10 to 32 passes and win a whole lot of ballgames, even if three of those are for touchdowns and one went for 60 yards, which is in and of itself a crazy stat. But um, just got to be cleaner, got to be more efficient, and uh, it starts in protection. It starts with fill, and then obviously, you know, route detail and catching the football, and if they do that, they have all the ability to go win a bunch of games, and I think playing that poorly and against a good Cincinnati football team And having every chance in the world to win, you know, as frustrating as that is, it's also you know a cause for uh, for optimism.
0: Yeah, I I don't think there's any doubt about that. And and sadly enough, it's just you know, Pitt will have one of these stumbling block games and then go on and be fine, right? And and I think we all wish that that wouldn't happen and and let's stumble in a win. Uh, But but it just it kind of is what it is. How about the defense though, Pat? Because I thought that going into the game, why I was so confident about Pitt was because I thought they'd be able to shut down the run. No problem. It's what they do. And I don't know if it, from your vantage point, was it run fits? Was it attention to detail or was it just better offense that they called, you know, great plays versus, you know, your great Pitt defense?
2: I think it was a little bit of everything. Probably Eric, I think, you know, they got, they got hit, you know, they're known to with how aggressive they play that, yeah, again, Pat won't Pat won't love this, but they're gonna they're gonna give up a run or two because they're gonna pop one. You pop a zone play and block it up, and they're gonna be able to they're gonna find a crease and. and but it was a consistency of six seven yards a pop that you never see, um, and I think that was a combination of fits. It was a combination of safety play and D line play. Guys probably trying to do someone else's job. I think in the second half, you know, we saw them get back to what we expect, which is truly dominating the line of scrimmage I think they took it personal I know Pat Narduzzi did and Randy Bates um, and this is going to be really important to this week's game we're going to find out a lot about this team bouncing back against the West Virginia team that if West Virginia is going to beat Pitt they're going to do it running the ball um, they're going to do it with CJ Donaldson they're going to do it with that veteran offensive line with you know three guys that are pros up front and uh, if they're able to run the football it's going to it's going to make it a, a difficult task to go win down there in Morgantown and Hopefully that second half version of this pit defense shows up here on Saturday night.
0: Right, and KG, that's why I thought that this Cincinnati game would be such a great kind of in between yeah. game mm-hmm. leading into it. And again, it still is, but you know, sadly in a loss, Kelly, I think that they kind of rally and, and build on all that.
1: Well, and I think Cincinnati's probably going to be better than we all thought. Emory Jones coming in um, at his you know seventh school or whatever it is, and and Scott Satterfield and kind of all mm-hmm. these new transfers. I think Cincinnati is going to be better than than they were picked. But what's interesting about this game to me, Pat? is if Pitt had beat Cincinnati, first of all, this line and kind of Pitt being favored on this would have been even more so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this adds a bit of desperation for Pitt, because West Virginia, to me, is very desperate in this situation, because honestly, I think Coach Brown is, is in many ways maybe coaching for his job uh, in his fifth year, just some stuff I am reading to, and they're at home and all this. So could this be, a loss is never positive, don't hear me saying that, but could this add a level of desperation to Pitt? That they might be able to somewhat match how West Virginia is perhaps feeling.
2: Yeah, I think so. I, I think that's accurate. Um, you know, you shouldn't need that, but obviously, um, I think the sentiment—you know, just being out of practice earlier—the sentiment with the the, you know, the frustration with how they played—it also brings the focus in, in, inside, um, which I think will be important in a game like this. You know, whether you're Clemson playing South Carolina or Michigan and Ohio State, you know, you start focusing on the other side and all the emotions. You lose sight of the job and the task at hand. I think when you make a lot of mistakes, um, you start to turn and introspectively, say, you know, what do I got to do? Never mind what West Virginia does. And there's a lot of carryover. I mean, they're similar offensively with how they want to run the ball to Cincinnati. Defensively, there are three down front that's going to play a lot of one-high safety, and, and they're going to bring probably a lot of the same pressures that gave that pit offensive line trouble. So it's not like you're preparing for a Tampa 2, 4-down four, four defense. It's carryover schematically. And it's got to come down to to fundamentals, technique, execution, um, and focusing on that as opposed to we're going to go down there and be in this environment and rivalry. I mean, you start you know wasting too much time on that. That's for that's for you know yeah. Thursday and Friday, not not Saturday. And um, I think that bodes well. It is is probably a good thing for this team.
0: Yeah. yeah, Pat. How about just the the offensive attack? you know, four pit, I've said this, and again, this is just my kind of observations. This is no inside info like like you have, but p- perfect world. I mean, it seems to me that, you know, obviously you get down to Cincinnati, you got to throw it a lot, right? You, right? you have to, you know, that's just the, the place that you're in. But to me, I, I think this pit team is most comfortable if they're running at 60% of the time, throwing at 40. Is that kind of the vibes and, and what you see and get from practice?
2: Yeah, I mean, at least 55-45. Um, I, I don't think that, and we talked, you know, preseason about I remember talking to, to Wes and the guys um, on the air about, hey, like this isn't a team that wants to be and make, make its money throwing the ball 45, 50 times a game, dropping back. This is this is RPO, a little bit of quarterback run, set up, run action, you know, hard ball play fakes and get one on once. Um, it's harder to do that when you're down 17, seven and 24, seven. And then, you know, you're 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 dealing with the clock. Um, that is even more of an issue now with the with the stoppages stuff. So um, I think in a perfect world, you know, they don't start to go, the game throw, you know, throwing a ball three times in a row and going three and out in, in a minute and 10 seconds. Um, they want to grind you down. They want that defense on the sideline, fresh, and ready to come out and pounce, and um, then set up the explosives through the air, which is where Phil's at his best. I don't think Phil's the guy that is at his best dropping back 44 times. Um, I don't think this offensive line's at its best. And uh, the game, you know, got played the way Cincinnati wanted to play it, not the way Pitt wanted to play it, which unfortunately um, you know, led to a bad result.
1: That's a great way to put it, I think, Pat. And so a lot of that's in your hands uh, if you're Pitt going into this game. Yeah. So last one for you: we know you got to go. You got to go raise some more money because yeah, that's, that's what right. you do. Um, but give us some keys. If, if Pitt's going to go win this backyard brawl, what are they going to have to do?
2: Yeah, I think if you looked at the stat sheet after the game um, and put your hand over the, the score. And you looked at rushing yardage; they win the rushing yardage battle. Um, that will be indicator number one. Number two is going to be, in my opinion, Phil Dukov's Phil completion percentage. You know, it, it, it can't be below fifty. Now, if it's if it's just hovering at fifty and he's completed some big big passes, that could skew it. But he's in the 60-65 range; they're going to win this ballgame. game, and it's going to come down to turnovers. This is these are rivalry games. It, there's going to be a freak play here and there. Who falls on it, and uh, who makes that big play? You know, especially when you're on the road. But I really look at those first two things, run the ball, stop the run, and then Phil being efficient in the passing game. Uh, if those three things happen, um, the, the Panthers will, will be up at the end of it.
0: No doubt, man. Well, we can't wait. Can't wait to watch it. It's one of my favorite games. Uh, good luck, safe travels. Keep your helmet on uh, and get after it, brother. We appreciate your time. You got it,
2: guys. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks again to Pat Bostic for joining us. If you're watching on YouTube, you can tell that Pat is a very important man, and he is. He was suited and booted, suit and tie. Mac, I don't know if we've ever had, besides ACC kickoff, if we've ever had a guest join us in a suit and tie.
0: Well, listen, that's just where this program is going, okay? People True. feel like they have to be suited up uh, to, to talk with us. But no, he's very busy, uh, You know, very grateful for his time and, and making this happen for us.
1: Definitely. So let's get into this game a little bit. I think Pat Bostic honestly sums it up really, really well, giving us the keys. And we talked about Pitt Cincinnati on our uh, Monday episode, but it was such a puzzling game. Pitt had every chance to win the game on the final drive, and as Pat was saying, Pitt played about as badly as they could. They didn't run the ball. The O line didn't look as good as we thought they would. Mac and Jerkovic really struggled. And Pat made the point: you Jerkovic's not a guy that you want to pass the ball forty times a game. You want him to be able to hit some big plays. You still want to ground and pound, use his legs a little bit. It feels like they got away from that. And right. to what Pat Bostick was saying, they're going to have to run the ball in Morgantown yeah. to win yeah. that game.
0: And I think that's that's how they're built, right? And and when you get behind, it's hard to, to kind of stick to your roots. You have to throw the ball. You, you have to score quickly, try to score quickly, get the ball out. And what does that mean? A, lo- a lot of passes. Uh, but the way they started, as Pat said, as you and I have been talking about, with three straight passes would love to see that so reversed crazy. would love yeah. to see the physicality and really just from jump street you know hit these guys in the mouth and say let's go like this this is the type of game it's going to be this is a rivalry we don't like you this is going to be not fun for 60 minutes and and they have enough backs to do that uh you know with with from a health perspective from a variety of what they do perspective and and so i can't wait to see that kg and and i hope this game plan is really attacking Again, smash-mouth football. But then that complimentary piece of throwing it through the air right. will come. I mean, it's one of those things where, hey, if you get that run going – and I'm not saying Phil can't run either. That, that dude's a big athlete. Mix it up with him, some RPO game, whatever it is, and then let's hit some play action over the top. Let's c- confuse that defense. Let's get them coming downhill and trying to play the run, and then let's take our shots.
1: Phil can hit the deep ball. I mean, that's one of his better attributes. So if you're able to do that, set it up and get some big plays – that's going to be huge against uh, this West Virginia team. Mac, the defense, as Pat said, the Pitt defense was a little disappointing. Now, they, they did play better towards the end of the game and, again, gave the, the Panthers a chance to win it on that final drive, but they couldn't stop the run, and West Virginia is going to want to run it as well. So do you right. think this was just a lot of new pieces um, and, and just kind of a, a rough game for the defense, or is this yeah. Pitt defense maybe not going to be as good as it's been in years past?
0: Well, you know, surely they lost a lot of star power right yeah, and veteran they did. guys and and guys that really were were exceptional leaders but also exceptional players uh, so there's going to be a learning curve with that i mean there, there's no question that guys have to figure it out. the stars will emerge the players I think are there um it, it's just a comfort level and understanding hey i 'm not a backup anymore i'm the dude right. i'm the guy you right. know i can't look to the sideline and, and you know there's there's somebody there waiting to come in you know it, it's me, and they got to really trust me so I think just starting aggressively, uh, you know, that big defensive line eating, you're going to probably be going against a better offensive line than you did last week against Cincinnati. So you have to be disciplined. You have to stay in your rush lanes. You have to stay, you know, in in your areas if you're a linebacker and take the right gaps. You can't miss. uh, Otherwise, West Virginia is going to grind this thing out and really try to run the football. So, KG, on both lines of scrimmage, I would love to see a physicality that it took a half a football to get to. Uh, In that Cincinnati game, if we can have that from Jump Street, which we should, it's a rivalry game. Juice should be flowing quickly in this one. Uh, But that's what I've got to see. I I love Pat's keys there. Both lines of scrimmage are vital. Can we run the ball? Can we stop them from running the ball? And honestly, I'm with them. I think that's the ticket to who wins this football game.
1: Mac, you know I've become an old-school football coach, and that's mainly my key for every game. So I am with Pat 100%. <laughs> and by the way, we didn't really mention this game, 7.30 p.m. Yeah. on ABC Saturday oh, night. I mean, this on. is a huge, big-time, primetime slot for both of these teams. Pitt is a one-point favorite as of Tuesday when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I think Pitt would even be more so of a favorite if they had beaten Cincinnati, obviously. Right. Pitt's the better team. That Let's just be real. But they haven't shown it. As much yet, and I did mention this to Pat. There is a level of desperation. I was reading. I've never said this sentence before, but I was reading some West Virginia blogs, and I've never done that. Um, Neil it's Brown a is a dark the,
0: place. Be it's, it's a
1: little bit of a dark place. Neil Brown is on the hot seat, Mac. This is his fifth season. He has struggled. They got blown out by Penn State. If they probably if they lose close, he's probably okay. But if they get blown out in this rivalry game at home. That could be the end for um, Coach Brown at West Virginia. So I do think there's a desperation level for West Virginia. But I think because Pitt lost, they've, they've got a lot to prove. And so I think both teams are desperate in this game.
0: I agree with you, KG. I really do. And, and again, rivalry game, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, I just hope we have a great game, explosive game. Can't wait to see it. Um, and again, th- this rivalry is nuts. Those fans, you know, let's not burn any couches. Let's not be crazy here. But, but uh,
1: be yourself. Because, honestly, what's so fun about this rivalry is that y'all are crazy. And by y'all, I mean West Virginia fans. You're crazy. So, you know, just go where the spirit leads. Whatever you You feel you need to do. Go
0: where the spirit leads. It might not be the spirit leading down the road. You know, I don't know. We'll (laughs) see. Uh, But, again, huge shout-out to Pat Bostick. Very grateful for his time joining the podcast. Uh, Fun to talk about this rivalry. You know, it's one of my favorite every time we get to see it. Um, And, of of course, big shout-out to our friends over at Ingles for making this happen. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Another great episode. Go over to YouTube. We need you to watch this. You need to see Pat Postick suited and booted and looking like he's going dressed to the nines there. And see you us know. in That's T-shirts. Right. You know, we're, we're cool. We're, we're pretty to look at as well. Uh, and of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe over there. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, but until next time, we'll see y'all.